Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome along to episode 85 of the Soulful Manager Scottish Football Podcast. Back in our familiar claims of the high-tech studio after uh, last week's uh, highly technical communication episode uh, with Sofa Manager John, who's currently feeling a bit under the weather with an unidentified flu. Um, one can only imagine what it is, and I'm sure if you listened to last week's episode, uh, you'll know where the source of that might have come from. But we shan't be mentioning it this episode, of course, staying nice and positive as we are um, at Sofa Manager Towers. Anyway, joining myself on this week's show um, is a guest who's not as well known amongst our other listeners. <laughs> not entirely. Um, as part of a little quiz I was going to do this week to spruce up some of my classes, I introduced uh, a section where they could ask non-physics based questions and one of the topics was uh, who is the best sofa manager host and the answers were A, Big Paul, which is not true because I'm, I'm five, seven and a half, which is seven and a half. not a tall person, <laughs> it maybe doesn't come across on camera <laughs> as well, um, it was B, John, um, it was then C, Darren, and D, the other one. The other one, I'll so, take that. So introducing the other one, hello brother Andrew as I've always known you as hello I quite like that to be fair okay well, <laughs> well I'll refer to you quite happily as the other one um, and of course myself the Ropest announcer and football highlights editor in Scottish football Paul so you've planned the other one this week's episode care to tell us what we're going to be talking about in episode 85 we're going to be looking at sort of so since there's no football just now obviously you've got the football trends so Ooh. whatever you've seen on twitter so I'll go through them and then we'll look at the leagues as they stand mm -hmm. and think about is it fair for them to go up or down or to end the season as it is and if the season's come back, what are they going to do? Mm -hmm. And then finally we'll look at what footballers would do instead of football and then do a quiz, which is Scots Abroad. This is my second quiz in a week that I've got to so, attempt. I hope to keep this run going, it's very exciting. So uh, stay tuned for all that. Um, let's get cracking, shall we? Well, so football trends is the first topic. Yep. You start us off. What have you seen on the interweb this week? So probably the most popular one you've seen so far is the Toilet Paper Challenge. Now, so. I was never very good at keeping up in the first place and don't think it's a very relevant skill. And also, right, I point out, during a time where there's a shortage of toilet roll, I think it's actually quite inconsiderate and uh, ill-judged, Ill frankly, to be so insolent that you've got so much toilet paper that you're actually willing to volley it around as opposed to using it for its intended if you go by the word trends, like the current trend is there's no toilet paper, so people have obviously went, you know what, this will be funny, and then everyone's copied it. I don't think they thought it would be funny. It's, it's something designed to, to keep people occupied. Because it's not the easiest thing to do either. It's a very footballer-exclusive uh, arrangement. Well, you say that, but you see like the videos of like just random people just punting it to the left or the right, and then they edit in someone else, and then they edit in someone else, and it's it's just a pass it on challenge, really. Bringing it, bringing it together. I think the highest I've seen so far, like fifty five. Well, oh, you've seen, I've seen some people do it, but when the video that Messi put up of him doing it, he wasn't that good. Was he not? No, but like again, he still did it, but it wasn't. He obviously just tried it once and then just took a video and walked away. Whereas there's some people clearly spending price price hours price. upon hours. <laughs> Well, it's, uh, I think, I've seen some random ones about it. I saw the Kilmarnock women's team do it. They were very good at it. Of course, they are yep. very good at it. Um, 
Uh, I've not seen too many other famous faces. I've seen like other sporting people try it. Mm-hmm. I know today there was a video that came out. Uh, I just saw of like boxers dancing away like Tyson Fury and things like that. Uh, but that's always that's good. always kind of been a thing though, because like you know every time you see like a famous boxer that's about to fight that night, mm-hmm. they usually put a video on Twitter of them dancing in the changing rooms before they go out. So mm-hmm. it seems to be a common thing with Three, them. Common thread. Yeah. Oh, well, very good. I, I again just think it's uh, very insulting to those not able to get hold of. That's and true. Could we upgrade possibly to the kitchen roll challenge, which I think would be a more difficult and challenging thing that would be more impressive to see? Well, I feel like if you get that going now, you could become famous and then boom. We could have our own sofa manager viral trend. <laughs> Maybe. Depending on how that would go. That might improve our reputation after John's bar antics um, over previous weeks has tarnished this, the entire sofa manager reputation. That's true. Hmm. But it's something to look at. Tell you what. That could be the next steps. Recording, everybody, your kitchen roll challenges. Again, no shortage of kitchen roll as far nope. as I'm aware. Uh, although apparently they're blocking drains across the country as well. So less than ideal. Yeah. Less than ideal. But that, of course, um, as being not a number one podcast but number two is the sort of content we like to cover yeah um elsewhere uh, quizzes seem to be on everybody's minds um if you're not doing a quiz with your mates you're doing a quiz on twitter and if you're not screenshotting it then what's the point in doing it in the first place yeah um smiling with a, a jug of um alcoholic beverage yeah in, i think people have sort of embraced this virtual pub quiz vibe really but nobody did it before like pub quizzes are popular yes but like when you sit down and think about it like when you're sitting in the house there's only so much you can do you can sit and record a podcast come on see you see like yeah but you know you know what i mean it's either like if you look at sort of normal normal well if i stick with normal though but like normal people what they do (laughs) is they'll go home they'll watch netflix they might play a console or something like that what are you categorising me as exactly here? I, d- I don't know, but we'll stick with it. <laughs> Does but the like, everyday day Joe not have an audio mixer, four XLR cables, an expensive laptop and a subscription to Adobe to do all this themselves? Would surely? you like to brag any more about how the expenditure of this podcast? <laughs> it's not actually that bad. It's not actually that bad. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted your point. No, but it, it is like... Once you like stop and think about it, like in terms of like Christmas, like the one-off things has always been like the quizzes, the board games. Whereas now, yes. everyone's kind of together in like families or whatever now. So there's only so much you can do, and then once you don't know what else to do, you look at sort of things you've done before, but rare occasions. So you turn to quizzes. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I do a quiz like once a week anyway, so it was always a thing. Yeah. But- now it's like once a night. I mean, I, I, do you know what? I enjoy a quiz. Yeah. Hence why there's been such a focus on it in the podcast that I always find the highlight is the mm-hmm. quiz. And hence why I've been pushing that onto my compatriots recently. And I'm looking forward to this week's one. Um, but I, I think on a on a daily basis, it's just like, hold up. We weren't doing it that much before. Yeah. Why all of a sudden has it become this massive thing? And I, I think we're all going to get bored of each other very quickly. Very well, quickly. but there will be a, the next trend, though. It's just because, like, even what well, I saw, run out of things to move on to. That's true. But I saw, like, since it was nice weather, etc. There was, you know, how you get the cameras of people like out in the back garden. No. So, like, basically, like, you know how you get like. What the are you doing in your spare no, time? No, the doorbells now that like have the cameras, so it's oh, like yeah, people yeah. have their CCTV around their house now. Oh, very good. So, like, there was one video that a dad put up, and it was his two sons playing 
copy. And basically, one of the wee brothers snaps the other one. Oh dear. And then the next one is you just see the boy fly in, two legs up, and just goes through him. And then the dad just kind of stands there and just like, oh, well. So no VAR involved. No VAR involved, but again, it was quite a funny video. So your point is here that your entertainment's now going to come from you hacking into people's home cameras. Well, I'm not... No, but that's obviously something that's published publicly. Okay. So, I mean, it's one of these these viral trends. I do get what you're saying. Um, No nefarious... Um, things to come from it um, but there has also been um, you know things like your pie and bovril on twitter and things have been doing their their pub quizzes yeah uh, you know football related ones and i know that uh, fellow sofa manager hosts are a big fan of something called sparkle um, which i think if you're a big quiz person you'll be familiar with that has content for days and days on the most obscure Scottish football topics. I think you can get one for individual teams. You can get ones for, you know, individual eras, national yeah. teams, and so on. So eh, if you're interested, eh, go for that. Um, I think gaming's been big one as well. We've seen some of the SPFL players playing with CG Nuvo and Co. Mm-hmm. And eh, who's the Motherwell boy? Tony what? No, eh, the actual the YouTuber who's a big Motherwell fan. No idea. Oh, you would you would know Gogsy. There you go. <laughs> you don't know Gogsy? Uh, I've probably seen the videos, but I've never really been a Scottish YouTuber. Well, uh, they've been playing with uh, the likes of Liam Boyce, Jake Hasty, um, Thogden, who some of our viewers might be quite familiar with. Would recommend his content. He actually goes to football games, unlike <laughs> unlike ourselves. We we do we do actually go to football games. I just don't vlog football games. I don't. I think it's a quite a controversial thing, to be honest. I think you you look like a plonker. I mean, you don't look like a plonker. Actually, fair play to the people that that do it. Um, and there's a lot of you know enthusiastic young fans and things like that that do enjoy it greatly. Yeah. But uh, I certainly know I'm a big photographer. I mean, if you follow the sofa manager on Instagram, you'll be aware I take a lot of photographs at football games, and people don't appreciate that you should be there for one thing and one thing only yep. that's to watch and john brown lambasted me for it last week as being the football tourist taking snaps at the time no because like like when you go to a football game like in terms of like same our friends like every falkirk game we went to would take a photo before the game oh lame like no but like that was that was it whereas <laughs> yeah. imagine like when you see the youtubers and stuff they've always got the cameras but they're like the camera's always on them yes so imagine you sitting there for 90 minutes just kind of like looking about but it's like all they're focused on is a phone it's less than ideal as well because of the the way a football stadium is arranged i don't know if you're aware of this but they're all these like slanted stands so there are often more people behind you yeah than ahead of you so when you're taking selfies and things like that and we've been photobombed a few times with people just like what are you doing yeah taking a selfie in the middle of the stand things like that uh, hence why you won't see any vlogging content i think in terms of like the scotland versus england debate as well it's like people classify the english league as a tourist league Mm -hmm. so whereas at scottish level they don't really take too kindly to that um there's a lot more variety in england you're going to have a lot more clubs that you can visit within a a sort of smaller smaller area Uh, Scottish football teams you kind of very much you you pick someone you stick with them yeah central scotland I mean, you're not bad. There's one of three or four teams, you know, around here that we could go and see in theory. Um, I mean, if worse comes to worse, you could even go and see juniors, depending on what you like or not, and then that takes it up to seven-ish. Yeah. Um, you, you could do. 
you could do, but uh, I don't know. I think I'm 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 thinking about you know in terms of what I'm doing next season. The first season that I'm actually not committed to any football club of any kind. Yeah, and I would actually be more inclined to go back to probably a season ticket mentality. I think um, sitting of committing to one place. Com- comparing to like when, like when you sit and watch a football game compared to when you film it, what did you prefer? Um. So if I give you like a scenario, you're sitting with your friends yes. and you're watching a football game, oh, yeah. or I mean, you're you, filming you f- it. You far prefer uh, going with your friends because you're not you're not working, you're relaxing, you're kind of unwinding yeah. that way in it. But then uh, at the same time, going to a football match every weekend, week out, uh, just with your mates, I think you lose that. I think actually filming the highlights, I learned to appreciate going to a football game more. Yeah. Because over the last three years, I have been to probably in excess of 100 football matches now. Mm -hmm. Which, coming from, I hadn't seen 100 football matches in my life before that point, um, is a lot of football to consume. And when it's not my, you know, primary kind of go-to sport, you're kind of like, why? Yeah. Why? But then, you know, you go after you've had a long week, you're screaming at some... Wraith Rover, Pfeiffer, whatever. <laughs> pleasant people. Yeah. And you know, you unwind that way. It's enjoyable. You know, you get to, you know, kind of lose the stress and things like that. So I get it. And I, I think as well, it's nice to have that sort of comfortable, you know, I'm going to go there every second Saturday. Yeah. You're going to see the same people. You're going to kind of catch up what's been going on. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the football tourist, uh, I think it's... Uh, I mean, this is very much us in terms of, you know, John Brown set this whole thing up because he wanted to write blogs about his various experiences. Yeah. So the thing he does is he goes around to different football grounds all the time to get different experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, like, say, like, if he was still back up here, mm-hmm. the majority of the time he'd go to the team he supported. Whereas when, now that he's down in England, yeah. it's... You'd go to Falkirk. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. My, what are you, you going to do next season? I'll still go back to Falkirk. <laughs> no, but in terms of, like... I'm not going to say every game I go to is an absolute joy to watch because mm-hmm. it's not. But in terms of, you just never really know if we're going to win or lose. There's not really a guarantee yeah, either way. It's more likely uh, one scenario um, or the other. So, no, it's interesting. We'll see how we go. Um, my season ticket money is currently up for grabs. So come and <laughs> come and get me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is the, is the call for clubs of choice there? Uh, speaking of all these teams, though. Uh, what's your second topic? Uh, it'll be leagues as they stand. Leagues so if stand. they finish them, mm-hmm. how would it sort of look? Right. Do you want to work our way top up to bottom? The leagues, or do you want? Uh, work I'd probably say top to bottom. Top to bottom. So okay. starting off with the Premiership. Okay. Uh, I think the Premiership. There's not really much you can argue here in terms of finishing positions I no mean, you look at Celtic would they have won the league yes would Rangers have finished second yes would Motherwell finish third eh possibly probably yeah I think probably would Aberdeen have finished fourth probably Livingston could they have been caught by Hibs maybe especially on that run they're currently on eh but we can't even say currently anymore no eh, does seventh through tenth matter no eh would Hamilton have finished second last ye- possibly because it's quite close between St Man and Ross County, but so it's like at the at the time, would we want to see Hearts go down? Yes, I think we would. So, what do you mean? I mean, definitely. It's, send them. Well, the thing is, that's good for some reasons for and hilarity. bad for others. No, but like you say, hilarity. But like in terms of like ticket sales and stuff, because Dundee United come back up. So I mean, I know they're not, uh, you know, 
D- of- Dundee United have won the league. That's there's no. Yes. They're not of the size of heart of Midlothian, but um, I quite like going to Dundee though. <laughs> and it's always been quite a good away day, but I mean it doesn't affect me. Doesn't so you're no, you're not you're like currently not going up, so I don't know what you're talking about. That's true. Um, so I I don't think there's much to be argued for here. I, the the Hearts relegation thing is a big deal. Yeah, because they were start. Well, when I say momentum, they played well against Rangers. Uh, they did. That was it. Yes, and then they they drew, and then they lost that crucial game against St Mirren. Yeah. Did they not um, beat Hibs most recent? Uh, they did. Was that not in the three games? Or that was in the cup, wasn't it? Was it? in the cup, I believe. Yep. Um, so. I mean, uh, it's all ifs, buts, and maybe. Would I be against them going, that's the final order? No. No. It seems pretty fair there. Ish. Apart from the Hearts thing, I think a lot of people would be moaning about I think... Uh, and then you've got, would Hibernian overhaul Livingston? Would Aberdeen overhaul Motherwell? And then it is close in the bottom six, but again... Yeah. You know. I think I think the most important part of that is the sort of top, to bo- like top and bottom. Mm-hmm. So, who wins the league, who goes down? Exactly. So... Do you think they'll finish the season? I've not. I'm not really sure because it depends on if how. If you long. get to the split, who cares? Yep. Um, as a worst case scenario, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the championship, Dundee United, have won the league. They're away with it. They're gone. It's there's no catching them. There's no. Um, and then in terms of like the playoff places, that looks pretty cemented sort of yeah Inverness Caledonia Thistle Dundee Air United I mean Dunfermline are both and Morton in theory still in with a shout yeah um, down to then Alloa Queen of the South and Partick Thistle who would be your relegation contenders which I think Alloa sort of in terms of like maybe not recently but in terms of how they've been playing mm-hmm. they've actually started to score a lot of goals because through Kevin O'Hara Surprisingly, yes. well, they 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 they're, they're one of these teams that pick up points when they absolutely desperately need to. Yeah, like they get to the grimmest, bleakest run. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, boom! It kind of picks up. A wee I bit. mean, that's what put Falkirk down. Well, I know as well that uh, I think Jamie McDonald has like the most saves um, in the entire SPFL. He's a weird for one. Alloa. Well, he's, he's actually an incredibly good goalkeeper. Th- this is the thing because he seems to go to, from club to club, and when he joins them. He's outstanding and everyone's just kind of like, I don't know why we have him now. Well, he went back to Kilmarnock. Kil- Kilmarnock. Yeah, but he's on, he's only on loan to Alloa. Well, he didn't do a bad job for Kilmarnock. It was just that, um, is it Brancescu or... Whatever Italian goalkeeper they got. Uh, from Juventus of all places. Yeah. Um, who was a very, very good goalkeeper. And again, you know, you're going to get a lot of shots fired at you, Alloa. You're going to mm-hmm. earn your money. Um, and he has always been a good shot stopper. Would you not prefer that, though? Like, in terms of, like, imagine you were, say... Like no, I'd rather be the fourth keeper for Man United. Uh, oh no 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 no! But like in <laughs> terms of like, if you're a goalkeeper, say like you got like you went from like Kelly when you get less shots, whereas Alloa you're gonna get more and more and more. Aye, I think if you're a young keeper, absolutely, and I suppose if you want to to prove yourself, because maybe people will look at uh, his run at Alloa now, and you know someone will take him back in the Premier League. Yeah. and get a, another good run. Keepers are funny ones though. Like you can be completely out of favour. You know, like someone's like Scott Bain, for example. Mm-hmm. Who he was the luckiest man in <laughs> well, Scottish football. There's he, no hesitation. He went that. from nowhere to Celtic, had a really good run in the Celtic team, and then and ousted Craig Gordon. Yeah, effectively, who didn't do anything wrong. He just got injured. No, well, Craig Gordon was always a bit. Ah, he was 
he was, a he, fine, was he was decent fine goalkeeper for Celtic and then they weren't happy with that and then they went to Fraser Forster who kind of just there's uh, no way he could compete there well ousted them both so uh, it's a funny world that way yep um, I don't think any of the teams there would have any major complaints I think minus the bottom two I'd say well Partick have been in a really rotten run of things I've just I don't understand what's happened there because well the Ian McCall obviously came in I mean, it's the it's the second time in you know the last decade that they've been in this position because uh, they did go all the way down to League One and then yep. fired all the way back up. But Dunfermline, uh, Dunfermline did the same thing, but they just kind of ah, but plateaued. Uh, Dunfermline uh, spent a long time, I think, in League One um, as well, trying to get back up. Yep. Um, and at least Partick had their run all the way to remember to the top six of the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Archibald is now back there um, as a coach. Weirdly enough, so it's, uh, it's kind of strange how you know things come and go. Yeah, um, but not looking good. The squad, the squad they have, it seems to be a bit all over the place. It's a bit not brilliant because you had the, the they brought in Gary Harkins, who's now at Stennis Muir. Muir. So he, that shows the level. <laughs> the, yeah, but it's just it's confusing now at this point because they seem to the every player they seem to brought in was more of a panic. I mean, yeah, teams teams will do that in that situation when you've got the money. Well, do, do they have the money anymore? Though? Well, no, they don't have the money anymore. But the especially with the passing of Colin Weir. Yeah. Um, but the, I always find that strange thing in Scottish football: the teams with the clout and the money are never the most intelligent with it. No, it's always the people that are kind of forced into the position that tend to be a bit more. You know, your Air Uniteds, uh, for example, even our Broth and Sixth, fantastically well, both um, of them. You know, not a shoestring of cash to rub together, and then they're 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 wiping the floor, frankly. This lot, yeah. I think we the South will be disappointed. Yeah, they're kind of on the tail end of a bad few years. I think after a, a sort of stint in the playoffs, they're just kind of like I'm gonna just call Stephen Dobby their sort of Latan Ibrahimovic. Let's just call him that because every team he seems to go to, this they just he just keeps him up like by himself. He mm-hmm. could do it by himself, mm-hmm. which is incredibly scary because he doesn't look like the fittest player in the world. He doesn't look like the strongest. He's not the tallest. Well, if you can finish in Scottish football, you're going to be deadly to anybody. Yeah, that's that's what the league really lacks is any technical footballing ability. Because he could just walk like um, genuinely. I genuinely think with Queen of the South, they wouldn't make him train. If yep. he turned up on a Saturday and scored, they yep. wouldn't care. They'd still pay him. Uh, to League One, I mean Championship. Leave as is. Leave as is. It's relatively uh, not bad. Now here's where you'll argue to death. I'm not going to argue it to death. Um, Probably the most competitive top four, top three or four. Yeah. Possibly five. Um, in the league here, Wraith are on 53 and first. East Fife are on 45 and fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main top three, Wraith, Falkirk and Airdrie, uh, down on 48. Yeah. Um, I suspect this is how the league might actually finish. Because the, the teams at the top here keep going tit for tat and they are just exchanging results left, right and centre. Yep. Nobody really has the, the sort of pull-away force to actually go and put a string of results together. No, because it's the similar case of everyone can beat everyone. Seems to be a weird thing. Indeed. But I think as of looking at the table now, there's one point in first or second, mm-hmm. whereas there's three points between third and fifth. Mm-hmm. So I think it would first and second would jump about and then third and fifth would jump about. I mean... Uh, if it was to get decided to be finished, mm-hmm. 
I think it would be a bit unfair, can, unless they look at head to head. But then, if you were, to, but then, then Falkirk wouldn't. All oh right, so Falkirk so, would lose. So you wouldn't want yeah. that anyway. So Falkirk actually have the lower ground on almost every measure. I mean, their goal difference here is far superior, but that doesn't matter when you're a point behind. No. Um, I mean, there's a weird situation with these leagues that the Premiership doesn't have. You know, the Premiership you play each other two and a half times a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Three and a half Three. times a season. Yeah. Uh, whereas here, you would play each other four times a season. Mm-hmm. So they've already completed a round of fixtures. So if you were just to round back to when everyone had played each other three times, and I know there's going to be mismatches there from home and away, yep. you could then produce another table, and it would be very interesting, and statistically it would be an utter nightmare, because you would have to go through each team individually and pick out certain results. Yeah. Um, and then just eradicate the most recent ones and then you could see who would come out on top there and that could look like a radically different table Um, I don't know if it would if anyone's got time (laughs) I'm sure someone will find the time just to go through it piece by piece because Wraith Wraith did call for the league to be of course Wraith called but they're they're finished. I mean everybody is going to be in a bad position right now Um, it would be huge I don't remember the last time they won a league for example um, I remember them going down, and that was with John Hughes because he was adamant they were staying up. It's a long time ago. Adamant, now, that was three or four. Was it four? They, they are a relatively big club, you know. They're they're probably bigger than the likes of Aloha or um, you know Arbroath and things. like yeah, that. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. But if you look at some of their players, like especially like their younger sort of players coming through, mm-hmm. they've always seemed to be able to sell on to bigger teams. Or the players that have stuck with them, they get injured too easily. So they'll play well for a certain part of the well, season. A big outlay on Stephen McLean to get him in for half the season as well. That's, right? a, that's horrendous. That's just hearts just deciding they don't want, they they just want to go against <laughs> Well, that, But then that's a big outlay for them to really not see as much use out of him as they might have wanted to, depending on how this, this pans out. That's true. Uh, Stranraer at the bottom on 16. Yeah, they're gone. To for yeah, they're gone. Uh, you do have the awkward thing, though, where you're, you're looking at. Uh, playoffs and how they're decided the playoffs in the lower leagues are just not fair because uh, if they're going to keep the premiership structured the same why do they why is the premiership one different to league one league two i mean the uh, no one really goes into these with an advantage um, is, the, is the difference but then the premiership is a much bigger but pond, so but you if you look to... at like england the english championship playoffs yes is it the same as league one Yes. Is it the same as League Two? No, wait a minute. No, it is. Is it okay? Right. Okay. Why is it different for us? There, I don't know. See, there, there's no reason. Like, I don't see why it's not an even playing field. That it should be. But the, there's a different structure to the league. There's twelve. Oh, there's twelve teams instead of ten. Not good enough. I know. I, I've always said in the past that there sh- there should be a fairer playing field. However, teams have proven that you can do it. And as soon as teams have proven that you can do it, then. You know, not yep. much point in uh, changing it. And it's led to the great stories of the likes of Livingston, for example. An absolute shock, but at the same time, brilliant I'm team. Because I, I never realised that Dykes is back at Queen of the South. London? I think so. Yeah, I think he was just on loan. Aye, I, was, uh, I was surprised by that. But... No, I don't fully understand how he went to Livingston in the first place. He scored goals. I suppose he's a striker. That's true. Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter who who's the striker for Livingston as long as they're big. Possibly. Possibly. League two. Yeah, I think that's set in stone, to be honest. Like everyone would be happy with that. Oh, it would kill Breakin though. Breakin I mean, would yeah. Breakin might die anyway. And then Cove Rangers just 
Uh, Cove Rangers on top with 68 points, winning the only team in Scotland to have won their last five games on the bounce. Um, Edinburgh City in second, who have actually had a really good season, which is a shame. There's uh, the Man City of Scotland, uh, or the Scottish League 2. Oh, I'd more call them the Bill Ericke Town, uh, or whoever he's got now. That. And Queen, Ken, Ken Beath turned themselves round from the whipping boys of years old. And that's true, because they went down, 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 and almost gone, but no, they held on. Um, uh, Albion Rovers lost the last five. So. Yeah, they're a bit rubbish. Yep. Um, Stennis Bureau will be disappointed after just coming down from League One last season. I think they were quite lucky to go up. Well, I know, but to be in League One and to be wallowing down there is uh, is less than ideal. Behind their compatriots that went down and an athletic in yeah. seventh or stayed down. And they've always been a strange one though, because they always seem to be Rangers bogey team when they were all the way down the bottom. But they just seem to turn up sometimes mm. another time. There's no there's no consistency there. Difficult place to go. Yeah. Nice place actually. It's a good wee stadium. Yep. Um so our our general gist is that the leagues are fairly consistent with how people have been performing. Yeah. We wouldn't be that upset. Others might. Well, minus League One, Others but might. it's a bit close. Indeed, indeed. Right. Um, shall we break things up a bit with the quiz? Yep. Go okay. for that. Okay. Cue the music. Hey. Music's on. So, Andrew, whilst I double-check time codes and things like that, you can explain the premise of this game. Okay, so considering you've got the global e- epidemic now, we'll look at Scottish people abroad. Ooh. Okay, so... All in Tenerife. Um, not quite. So, if we th- if we look at the first question, which isn't the easiest, name two players that have won major trophies... Abroad. ...with teams abroad. John Collins. Paul N- Lambert. Okay, one of them's right. One of them? Yes. John Collins not play with Monaco? Okay, In- no, i tell you what. You want a different Scottish name? Yes. Oh, eh... Uh, so Paul Lambert's the one you're Paul accepting. Lambert. So if we go for Paul Lambert, what did he win and with who? Uh, Champions League Dortmund. Yes, where did they play? What position? Uh, holding midfielder. Well done. Uh, the other Scottish person to have won a trophy with an international team. Yep, but this I might need to give you the country for this because it's obscure. It is. A is it Turkey? Good, it's a good few years ago. Is it Turkey? No. Where is it? It's Italy. Italy. A Scottish player and oh, um, Graham Sunis. Graham Sunis with who? Fiorentina. No. Not Fiorentina. Nope. Napoli. Nope. This was the first time that they'd won this cup. It's not Fiorentina. It's not Fiorentina. Who is it then? It's Sampdoria. Oh, of course. So Sampdoria won 3 now, 3 1 against AC Milan in the Coppa Italia final, which is 1984. Did he not then go on to manage Rangers? He did, yes. And Immediately after that? Yes. I thought he was with Fiorentina, my mistake. And with Paul Lambert, he actually got man of the match in the final. And he was the first uh, British player to win a European trophy with a team abroad. Yeah, not many people do that. They do the the. Because when I was looking for this, I was expecting a little bit more, but I was trying to avoid like England. But there's no, there's very very few Scottish players that decide ever go abroad. No, no. no, So it seems to be we're a bit settled. Not very adventurous, unfortunately. Yeah. 
Good question. Next question is how many Scottish players currently play in Portugal? One. One. You're correct. <laughs> but do you know who he plays for now? Ryan Gold. Mm-hmm. He is Ryan Gold, not Gold. Yep. He's with a second division side yep. in Portugal. Vitoria Setebul, maybe? It's Forenzi. He did play for them, but he's in the Segunda Liga. I wouldn't have gone that. I wouldn't but have gone that. I think it's just when you look at him and the sort of era he came through. So you had the Dundee United that he came from. Yes. So you had Robertson, Armstrong, Gold, and Gary McKay Stephen. Yeah, and then arguably Simon Murray and Blair Spittle as well. But if you look at just those four players, they were like the golden boy of that was Ryan Gold. For a very brief moment in time, yes. We never really got to see him in any extended state. Yeah. And then he... Disappeared to Sport in Lisbon. No, but his stint at Hibs didn't really go that well either. Five games, no goals. He got injured very quickly. Um, I would say his career's... It's not what it would have been. Because he would have been a £20 million player at one point. Yeah, because I think if you sort of look at it in terms of like football manager potential, Mm -hmm. he had the most. And then Robertson was a a bit of a quiet one. But then he's obviously worked his way through yeah he got a bit lucky at points I feel Robertson because I think at Hull especially I thought Brady was kind of kicking his rear end a bit in terms of getting the first team yep um, and he has fortunately gone on to cement a place at Liverpool but even then that's quite difficult I know Alexander-Arnold plays on a different side mm-hmm. uh, but that's competitive so we'll, we'll see how long that lasts but um, he's doing well just now so yes. I, can't, I can't really see that changing can't, can't anytime go. soon can't and then Armstrong with Southampton is Mm, sporadic doing, doing but all right. it's a Premier League team it's a good wage and then Mackay Stephen New York do, do, yep do. which is a good segue into the next question oh no can you name three players that currently play in the MLS that are Scottish uh, Gary Mackay Stephen and who they play for uh, New York City FC yep. um, other Scottish people so I've got five written down here. There is six, but I only wrote down Fraser five. Fraser did not go out there. He technically Canadian-ish. I think he went back to Canada. Uh, he joined the Canadian League with Payburn. I mean, Kenny Miller went and played with Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Chris Boyd went there as well with Portland no, Timbers. He was Portland, um, but they're not there now. Are these names that have played in the league? In the Scottish League. Yes. Yes. Uh, there's a Motherwell player. Mm-hmm. There is. <sighs> It was a good uh, Chris Cadden. Correct. Okay. Who does he play for? <laughs> Actually, I'll give you a hint with this. So, if you use the first letter of his first and second name, that's the team he plays for. Oh, the Cancun Canadians. No. Does it begin with a C? Uh, the CC. CC. The California Canucks. The Cheltenham. They play in yellow and black. Yellow and black. Chavez United. No. I don't know. Columbus Crew. Columbus Crew. Just, yep. Just. Okay, forgot about them. So you've got two so far. You need to give me clues in the other. Um, oh. One of them was Hart's Golden Boy at one point. Hart's Golden Boy. And he's Scottish. Mm-hmm. Jamie Walker. No. Rudy Scatchel. <laughs> I don't know. It was very similar to Jamie Walker. Uh, uh, the wee guy. Yep. Um... Uh, Billy McKenna, no. no. Um, there, there is easier ones for you to go for here. It's not Scott Robinson. No. Hearts Golden Boy. Or we could go for a Scottish international. Both of the other two have played for Scotland in the past year. From America? They're playing in America currently. There's what? one really easy one. He's been all over the news in the past couple of months. 
Gordon Greer. Grant oh. Hanley. What are you talking about? No. Akechi Anya. No. Oh. He's been all over the news. Yes. Doing what? If I say bend it like Beckham, you'll get it straight away. I won't get it straight away. Who are you talking about? If I say bend it like Beckham. Uh-huh. Right, so David Beckham. Uh-huh. Oh, Miami. Yeah. Who plays for Inter Miami? I don't know who plays for Inter Who plays? Oh, oh. Oh, no. Uh, no. You've seen him play at the Falkirk Stadium before, and he was incredibly good. <laughs> That's a rare occasion. Um, Kenny McLean. Centre attacking mid. Or left mid. He I I think he's a Celtic player, isn't he? Yes. Uh, Lewis Morgan. Lewis Morgan. Okay. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> the only reason I remember that is because there was a there was a BBC interview with him on a beach somewhere yeah. in Miami. So that okay. So he's into Miami. You've got Chris Cadden, Columbus Crew, <laughs> Gary McKay, Stevens, New York City. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess at the other two or no? Well, give me clues for that one because I'm going to struggle with the Hearts one. Right, so the Hearts one you struggle with. So the next one, he used to play for Derby County and Dundee United. Uh, Derby County and Dundee United? Oh, um, David. Nope. Good William. No. Was it a striker? Uh, of sorts, yes. What do you mean of sorts? Well, he was a striker, but he's more of a left wing. He's more of a left winger. Or a right winger, it depends. Derby? Yeah, I mean Craig Bryson was known for Derby. Mm-hmm. Who would have been known? For- He's in- he was incredibly fast on like FIFA. <laughs> a fast Dundee United player. Yep. That played with Derby. No idea. Who is it? It is. His first name's Johnny. Oh Russell. Johnny Russell. Good grief! I've forgotten about so him. So he plays for Sporting Kansas City. Okay. And then the last one is Sam Nicholson. No. For Colorado Rapids. Oh, that was hard. I wasn't far away with Scott Robinson. I knew it was quite hard, but I, I think in terms of the leagues I looked at, the American League is the most populated because they speak English. You know, if you go on to the transfer market like thing, uh-huh. and you see all the players, uh-huh. the magi- the majority of the players that Scottish, they all play in the second or third division because they all go there college and right. then. But that seems to be the most populated league. But out again, it, like you see that as sort of retirement, but. Yeah. It seems to be Gary McKay Stevens over there. I don't know how he's doing. <laughs> but he's doing okay. And the final question will be which Scottish player has scored the most goals outside so he obviously plays for a team out with the UK. Uh-huh. Um who scored the most goals for one team. one team. One team. One team. Craig Brewster. No. Oh, darn. <laughs> uh, Kenny Miller. No. Really? This one's quite difficult. Not Craig Brewster. When I say outside the UK, think about it. <laughs> Ireland? Yeah. Um, is it a striker? Yes. A, a former Celtic player or something like that? He might have played with them in his youth days, but I don't. I'm a, I, he didn't really make a name for himself in Scotland. <laughs> he's more of a comedic name. Comedic name? Is he Irish? No, he's Scottish. He's Scottish. Is there a guy... I can give you the number of games and the more goals he scored. Uh, if that would go for it. maybe help. 160 games, 88 goals. Like, who did he play for most recently that he would have been most known for in Scotland? He played about five games for Hamilton. Uh, so it's not Marc Antoine Fortuny? No. Um, it's not Rakesh. I'm pretty sure he's not Scottish either. It's not Rakesh Bingham. Um, a Scottish Hamilton striker yep. that didn't last very long. And he's currently retired. No, I've no idea. Gary Twig. 
I would never have got that. Would you not? Never have got that. Oh. I have no idea who Gary Twig is. Well, at he, was, all. he was sort of a FIFA legend to me, but <laughs> Gary Twig. Yep. So I would never have twigged at that. No, but he, he obviously never made it in Scotland. But it was Ireland was made his. It in Ireland. There we go. That was a good quiz, Andrew. Yeah, it was difficult. But Thank you very much. I got a few of them. A few of them, yeah. A few of them. My knowledge isn't too bad. Chris Cadden, I was pleased with that answer. Yeah. Sam Nicholson, I wasn't that a million miles away from. You were close. Close, yes. Um, What do we want to talk about now? Um, We will be now... Um, what footballers do after football? <laughs> what footballers do after football or, or instead of football? Instead of. Well... Trying to think. I was watching um, Open Goal put together a wee clip of things that uh, of stories about Thomas Gravison mm-hmm. this week. I don't know if you saw that, but he was quite a character both in the Everton dressing room and in the Celtic, Celtic. dressing room. Um, now they were saying that he now lives in Las Vegas and is a professional Call of Duty player. I thought he was a professional gambler. Uh, no, I believe he's a professional video gamer or something <laughs> like that. Was there was the chat that they were talking about? Presumably the gambling as well. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's mental. Um, because a lot of these footballers, it tends to be football, punditry, or management, or you open your own like fitness thing, yeah. or consultancy thing. You become a car dealer. Like there's the the generic things that I fit into. That's um, true. Now you've got on here as your list of players: Connor Salmon. Not how you spell it. Well, Salmon. <laughs> it's not Salmon either. It's S A M M O N. Yeah. Close enough. Uh, he could open his own fishmongers. I think. Uh, I think he would just be sort of a PR stuntman. He could just go about holding food from different takeaways. Well, didn't he do that for Party Thistle? Party Thistle, and yes. then that's why it sort of became like a meme across the full of Scotland. So he's a, he's a very bulky guy um, who will be struggling with the takeaway shutdown. Well, he's a bulky guy, but for a bulky guy, he can't hold up the ball at all. <laughs> It's got to be awkward when your boss substitutes himself on instead of you and then proceeds to do better. Yep. <laughs> um, despite the fact he's, you know, five, ten years older. Retired for two years. Indeed. Uh, Lee Miller, who we were talking about there. So, something he could do. Um, do you have any thoughts on this, Andrew? I think Ikpizu would be a mm. bodyguard of some sort. He's an absolute bear. Bathroom Ram. He would be ideal. We mentioned last week our potential for Zorbing football. Mm-hmm. Um, he would be an ideal player for that. No, you say that, but Zorbin's more balanced as well, and I don't imagine his balance is... Ah, we just batter the defence out of the way. <laughs> It'd be sorted. We'd need to get him a special Zorb, of course, to, yeah. to cope with the forces um, involved. Um, Tony Watt, we have seen on the the terrace, mm-hmm. giving his movie recommendations. Yep. Oh, no, what's, what's on the box or something like that? Um, or what's what's on was the feature, which mm-hmm. I think is utterly terrible because he looks so uncomfortable, and he, he's he's not one of these uh, broadcastable. No, but I, in people. terms of like him, you see him like streaming a lot and stuff like that. That's like what he does. So I, I could imagine him trying to go down that route. See, the thing is, um, watching a lot of the motor racing drivers and things like that, quite a few of them stream their sort of simulators and things like that. It's not something we tend to see footballers do as much. Well, you've got the David Myler, which was probably the biggest one. Uh, he, was, he did FIFA for a long time. Ah, but he just gave that to charity. Well, I mean, but it was it's a good way of it being interactive and engaging with the fans. Yeah. Uh, it probably did wonders for his brand, because you used to get those nine, was it 99 cards that the players used to get, the green ones. Um, 
So if you were an actual player, you could contact FIFA and they would. Give oh you, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Like a 99 version of yourself, uh, which I don't think they do anymore. I'm not so sure. They probably do, but I just I don't really think we watch FIFA that much anymore. Mm. But it would be it'd be good to see some of the more the personable players. Uh, you know, streaming a bit of FIFA. I'm trying to think off the top of my Jason head. Jason Cummins would probably be the funniest in terms of his... I'm sure he did a funny dance again the other day or something like that. He, um, he's always been quite... I don't know. He's 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 witty. He's very witty. He's out there. He's a wacky character. He's a wind-up. I think any blonde Hibernian striker has got a story to tell. Ryden, uh, O'Connor. Cummings. Uh, Fletcher? Are we going to class him as a... No, he's not blonde, though. No, but he's... If it, if it grew here, maybe. Um, so that would be fun. Um, Neil Lennon, what have you got Neil Lennon to do? I don't know. He just he just seems a bit of a, a hothead, really. So I couldn't really imagine him as I don't know, just a plumber or something. <laughs> you have him like interviewing politicians or something like that. That I couldn't. I could imagine that going incredibly wrong. Going off the rag, head to head. Because of course that's what Michael Stewart turns his turned his hand to. Yep. Um, that's what Stephen Thompson said about him is that he's just politics, politics, politics um, but I shan't be voting for him anytime soon no definitely not um, Scott McKenna he could replace who's that other McKenna that's on television the the psychic one uh, Ian McKenna Paul McKenna yes there you go he could replace Paul McKenna he could was um, he not, did he not almost become like a painter before he was Aberdeen Scott McKenna yeah because he was about to go out football because he couldn't be bothered anymore well he could have possibly kicked his last ball for Aberdeen Mm, possibly um, yeah in anger Alfredo Morelos yes Um, he could be a tyre salesman uh, perhaps I don't know I'd probably put him as a wrestler or something well no after his tyre slashing incident is what I'm saying Mm. you're playing into his El Buffalo well, yeah, because you've got like people like Grant Holt who decided to become a wrestler once he finished. So did that go well? Uh, I think it's still happening in some sort of community hall somewhere in England. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the likes of like someone like Flintoff who became a boxer and things like that. Yeah, but he, um, he was just a television per- personality. Yeah. Like he's he's now Top Gear. So yeah, so I think that's the problem. Like our footballers are not particularly multi-talented as such. No. Uh, podcasting seems to be a popular thing for people to get into. I think if you see, like, because even what was, who's the young Chelsea boy? Uh, Billy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. He went on to podcast with his dad, mm-hmm. which was actually really quite good because it was sort of a good contrast between, like, a young footballer and his dad trying to keep him sort of grounded, but at the same time having a bit of banter. Mm-hmm. It's quite good. It was, it was a while ago, though. It was the Grado and the. Didn't really watch that. It was it was when you and Cameron was on it though, so it that was a little bit better. Slight carnage and didn't have the organised format that we have here. No, that's um, true. At Sofa Manager, um, so not ideal. No. Um, which I think, I mean, but Peter Crouch, for example, that podcast is very very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a good balance between like each person there. It's not like it's not just one like it's one footballer, but mm-hmm. again, it's Chris Stark's just sort of some broadcasting semi professionals yeah. as well. Well, eh, we shall see how we go. Um, yep. Who do we think is going to suffer most during the the closed door times? Now, two things that can usually happen here. I know in the American sports in particular, like if you're punted out of the basketball or the American football or whatever before the playoffs, yep. you're kind of left to do your own 
thing. Yeah. And a lot of people use that time to kind of exercise, work on certain parts of their game, mm-hmm. um, and they'll come back, you know, really trimming stuff for the new season. Yeah. So this gives footballers the opportunity to do that, or it gives them the opportunity to go the other way. So, for example, someone like Adewo Akinfenwa. Yeah. Uh, does he have the ability to maintain the physique? Know, the physique. Uh, that he has there's a few other footballers that I'm trying to think of as well that they physically don't have the stature it's not such a thing anymore at professional football it's yeah it's rarer it's more of a sort of junior thing mm. now but it's it's impressive when you see someone with a lot of weight that can properly play football but the thing is when we see these uh, teams come back uh, you know possibly in September or sometime the quality of the football we're going to see, especially after about 60 minutes, is really not going to be... Uh, That's true. And it will be interesting to see... I mean, they, they go all summer and stuff and kind of come back. Um, but if if they do play through summer, like say if they start it again mm-hmm. and they decide to play over summer, mm-hmm. are they going to have another preseason? No, no. They would just go straight into the next And then, one. But imagine just watching that. Like by, by the 70th or 80th minute, I can almost guarantee it would be an absolute shambles. Probably because well, there'll be there'll be some people that are still like workhorses and they'll obviously remain fit. But if you look at some of the players in the Scottish game, I can't guarantee all of them are going to remain fit. I mean, it's kind of like that anyway. When you get to a Scottish football game, you're almost as well at leaving at eighty minutes. Um, no, you're not. I think you I are. despise that. Well, the, I absolutely hate it. But the problem, the problem is the first half of many Scottish football games I go to is nil nil. Nothing happens. Yes, there's no impetus to do anything, and everyone just kind of susses each other out, and nothing really happens. Second half, nah, nothing much for 15, 20 minutes. Oh, wait a minute, we're here to score goals. We need to try and do something now, and it just takes utterly ages. From my views on the podcast tonight, you may actually think that I don't like football very much. You don't. I'm a pessimist. That's true. I You're would, very negative about football and going to see it. Rather talk about other things, but I th- believe we would receive even less views and subscriptions than we than we currently have. Currently garner. Um, but if anyone's out there and wants to talk about anything else, I'm more than open. <laughs> but what else would you talk about? Oh, like, loads of other things. Like I've been talking about motorsport a few times. Mm-hmm. I could talk about the video games I've been playing. You could. I could talk about road numbers. I could talk for hours. You're not going to say... Hours of road numbers. No, this is a fascinating subject, Andrew. I'm glad oh, you brought it up. Here we because go. Because one of my... Well, one of, my, one of the things I was going to do, well, I can't do anymore during this lockdown, was uh, to go around and just note all the road signs around the area that have mistakes on them. Because there are two, for example, in the West Lothian region. If you are driving <laughs> out of Livingston on the dual carriageway, you are on a road called the, I have now blooming forgot, uh, the A899. Right. Um, coming out of there. Um, and the road sign says the A889, just coming up to the roundabout. So if you notice that. The next one is outside Bathgate. Um, and if you are going towards, sort of on the bypass, um, Bathgate. If you're going towards the big roundabout, that you can either go straight across to the motorway and the lorry park. Yep. You can go right to go to Whitburn um, on the A706, or you can go left to go on the dual carriageway around Bathgate, or you can go another left to yep. go essentially into Bathgate. The road that goes um, around Bathgate, I believe, is known as the A7066, mm-hmm. and it's indicated as the A706, which is also a road on that roundabout, but it's signposted wrongly. <laughs> So, 
I was going to go around... Uh, Are you going to compile all of these and send in a very... I would love to. ...structured letter to the no, council the, the and the then waste is, their time? It's a lost art in many ways because youngsters these days will simply pick up their phone and listen to where they navigate it to. So road signs are actually... Irrelevant. They're redundant, yeah. in a way, which is a shame because you it's always exciting. See when you see a primary A road in the green and yellow. Uh, not that I'm a big fan of the colours green and yellow, but the way it should be stated. You know, the blue and white the blue and white motorways are equally as exciting. Um but they're they're slightly more common um in our area. I was uh, I really shouldn't ask that question. Well but there is hours upon hours of content. I could interview various signpost designers. That sounds like something like you know if you sit and talk about road signs for long enough mm-hmm. it'll be one of the things that people put in their ears and fall asleep to I could be I could be I think I've got the voice for that as well it, de- oh. it depends as long as you stick to the same tone Today, instead covering... of getting excited you know the Bathgate roundabout oh, it, it, I mean it's a it's a council error you know oh. it's, it's a governmental mistake and it should be held in the same regard I feel like you might be scandal. one of the very very few people that have noticed that well you are the, you're probably the I'm only probably one, one, of the only one. Yeah. because uh, if anyone else has reported it at any time, they would have they would have gone and fixed it. Well, possibly. Um, but did you know that road numbers tend to run from north to south, so or south to north, sorry, so you'll find ones in the south working all the way up to nines in the north. Scotland is split slightly differently. If your road is in the borders, it'll usually be a seven. If your road is in the east, it'll usually be a nine. And if your road is in the west, it'll usually be an eight. Look at a map and you'll see... That anything right of the A9 going to Inverness is usually a 9, anything left is usually an 8. Further north you get, the closer to 9 you get. The highest numbered motorway in the United Kingdom. Do you know what the highest numbered motorway in the United Kingdom is? 900. No, 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 no. Oh, come what? on. Think about it. The highest number? Yeah, with the biggest. All right, so we're going to. Most I've ever seen is 4. It's number so in the thousands. There's not an M4000, is there? I don't think so. I think the, the 3. No. It's the Erskine Bridge. Which is? You don't know the road number for the Erskine Bridge? No idea. The M898. 898. 898. Surprised you wouldn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) But I I could record stuff on that for days. I feel like if you ever feel like you're bored, you can just stick a camera down, have a chat about road signs and see where that gets you. Could do that. Maybe put it under your name instead of. I mean, if maybe a, not social so, uh, sofa manager. The, <laughs> sign manager. There we go. I just I rebrand <laughs> things slightly. If anyone's interested in joining me for some road sign chat, uh, do get involved. But or I could interview people about their niche interests that perhaps they thought no one else was. Because I always think it's interesting listening to someone who knows a lot about something that you'd never expect people to know. That you would yeah, never. That's what TED talks are essentially. I could do a TED talk on road signs. I mean, Bill Gates I feel like they're right. more influential than road signs, but yeah, or inspirational. TED Talks? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, not all the time. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't obviously just talk about road signs, but... <laughs> Why else would you talk about the mistakes no. that the councils make with the road signs? Well, I've, you know, I've got all my audio gear. One thing that's been bugging me recently is how music is mastered, for example, in this day and age. Yeah. Um, it's too loud, oh. is the argument. It is too loud, because... See, if you have really nice headphones... Shall I explain what compression is? I'll explain what compression is, right? <laughs> Basically, music these days, when you listen to it on Spotify, is you want to keep the volume as the same as it, like at all times, mm-hmm. right? So what um, Spotify does is it normalizes everything and compresses it. So that means it takes the loud sounds and quietens them. It takes the quiet sounds and boosts them up. 
Yeah. Right? In doing that, you lose detail from, like, the top. Mm-hmm. So if you try and turn the volume up on your, like, wireless headphones or whatever, it starts to sound a bit grainy. Yep. In a way, you you don't get the full. I just, I just. I mean, this is this is very much first world well, problems. You, I feel like you've got yeah, bigger issues if, than this if, right now. If you're sitting at your laptop editing together podcasts, it is the prominent issue. Because you know, I, I always try and master my podcast so that we lose no detail. Sometimes it's a little bit quiet because yep. of that, but the the audio fidelity um, is actually there. And it just it just bugs me that new music sounds rubbish <laughs> when it is very good. Yeah, it's very good. It's just the way it's mastered. There are my nerdy topics for the day. Fair enough. Okay. Anything else you want to add before we round off? No, I'm happy. No, you're happy. Yep. You don't have any nerd topics that you'd like to add at all. I mean, I wouldn't really say I have nerd topics. I know how to do Rubik's Cube, if that counts. Rubik's Cube. Yeah. That's a very short podcast, though, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I only know how to do it one way. I'm not going to. I just wanted to say I could do Episode a Rubik's one, Cube. How to solve a Rubik's Cube. And we're done. It'd take me about an hour and a half to learn it, so... 90 minutes. You could split that into two, perhaps. Fantastic. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you for joining me this week. Uh, he who shall not be named. What were you known as? The other, the other one. one. There you go. Thank you to the other one for joining us this week. And thank you to joining. Uh, thank you for joining us to myself. Paul, if you've got it this far, uh, give us a like. Always helps us out a lot. And check us out on all our respective platforms at Sofa Manager on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Sofa Manager FC on Twitter. Um, and we're also on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, all the good places to get your podcast. So we hope you've enjoyed. Uh, and have a good evening, a good afternoon, and a good morning. Goodbye. Goodbye.